0: that will make huge impact, and by simple, I mean very simple. No complex, no multi-step processes. Super, super simple. No one has time for long things. No one has brain capacity for extra stuff. We need simple things that have massive impact. Go to schoolsofexcellence.com/slash/summer, and I'll see you there. Welcome to the Schools of Excellence podcast, where we have conversations about education, leadership, and building a school of excellence. The goal on this show is to bring you clarity, uplevel your mindset, and give you practical strategies and inspiration so you can show up with confidence and trust your decision-making. I'm Hani Olshansky. I'm a mom of 4 under 10, a former New Yorker, and been in the early childhood field my entire life. And I'm so grateful that you've joined me for this conversation. Hey there. Today, we are going to go into the bedrock of a great culture. If you are struggling trying to figure out how you can get staff to just stop quitting or dropping like flies, or you're really just trying to understand how to build better retention and culture within your school, this is what today's episode is all about. So the gratitude matrix, which is part of the schools of excellence system is a system that I teach to all of the owners and directors that are part of our directors in our circle and our owners HQ. And they have been successfully using this matrix to get results. What do I mean by results? Well, I always like to start with a story. So we have an executive director as part of our owners HQ program. Her name is Kirsten Brinson. And she came to the summit of excellence in July of 2019, where I taught from the stage, the gratitude matrix. Now, Kirsten was really skeptical about this whole process, but she was really committed to testing it out. She came, she flew to New York to the event. And so in July of 2019, she had calculated that she had 17 callouts, which means she had 17 teachers either call in sick or couldn't make it or whatever happened for whatever reason. And after 30 days of implementing the gratitude matrix in her school, in August, she had calculated that she had only four callouts. That's a seventy percent decrease in callouts in just thirty days. Now, Alex Burneth and her sister Miken they run the Nourish Learning Center in Ohio. And before they used the Gratitude Matrix, she was changing her staffing schedule over six times because of teachers who quit or came in late or just all of these different things that were going on. And after six months of her using the Gratitude Matrix. She actually didn't need to change her staffing schedule for an entire six months. She was able to keep her staffing schedule the same. I know a lot of you are listening to this and thinking, how do you keep the staffing schedule the same for six months? Many of you change it sometimes five or six times a day. And the reason is because of these phenomenal results of using this very powerful and very simple system. I know you're thinking, okay, honey, just spill the beans. What's the secret sauce? What's the gratitude matrix? Let's start with understanding what turnover and retention actually is before we go into how to really use this incredible process. Turnover is a problem in every single industry, all right? There's no such a thing as 0% turnover. You're always going to have a small percentage of turnover because people get married, people have babies, people die, people move, all the things, okay? In every single industry, there's an average. So in the restaurant industry, it's actually super high. It's 74% turnover in the restaurant industry. In the early childhood space, the turnover is about 30% turnover rate. In retail, it's about 60% and above. So you may be thinking, okay, yeah, every industry has a turnover rate. Also, every industry has outliers, okay? There are always restaurant, retail space, and early childhood centers that have less than the industry average. And I know we have people who work with us in our programs who actually have brought their turnover rates to less than 20%. And I know that most schools are actually operating at sometimes a 50% turnover rate or just a little bit above that even. What's important for you to understand before we go into what the gratitude matrix is, is to understand what turnover is actually costing you. Many school leaders do not calculate how much turnover actually costs their school every single day. The Work Institute reported that really for every employee, and I know it's a little bit different in each industry, but the average is that it costs you 33% of that employee's salary when they leave. So when you need to replace a teacher, it costs 33% of her salary to replace that person who just left. 33% of that salary is going to replace the person in training and hiring and interview and ads, all of the things. There was another national study that was done in the educational space that said that it costs an average of $6,000 for every teacher that you have to replace. So if you have two or three teachers in that year that quit or leave or whatever it is, that costs your organization $18,000. $18,000 are cost your organization in hiring and training and onboarding and ads to find the people. When you compound that by how many teachers are in and out in a revolving door, you're not realizing how much money is actually hemorrhaging in your school because you cannot retain your staff. We had an owner from our Owner's HQ program who actually calculated her turnover costs in 2019, which resulted in $63,000 from one of her locations. And when she combined both locations, it actually came close to $93,000 in turnover costs. This includes hiring, onboarding, ads for everything, all of the costs in turnover, and she didn't even calculate lost productivity. And she's dramatically decreased it by implementing the gratitude system, coupled with many other different skills that we teach in our directors in our circle. So this is why it's so important to understand why this metric matters and what retention actually is. So the way that the gratitude matrix works is that you, more you increase in gratitude, the less you are going to see in turnover numbers, call-outs, gossip, complaining, whining, turnover. Okay, I'm gonna say that again. The gratitude matrix is a graph. The more you increase in gratitude, which I'm gonna to explain to you what gratitude is, the less you are going to see teachers calling out, teachers complaining, teachers whining, turnover, fighting, conflict, all of those things. So you may be thinking, okay, that sounds really interesting, but how does this like really all work together? Because I pay my teachers really well. And then I have some other people who say, yeah, but I can't pay my teachers as much as everyone else. I can't offer them benefits. I can't offer them 401ks. And that's why they're leaving. If I paid them more, they would stay with me. It's not true. Because I also have directors that I've worked with who actually pay the highest salary in their community. They give their teachers benefits. They give them 401k plans. They give them health insurance. Many of the teachers even get profit shares and they're still dropping like flies. So you have both sides of the spectrum to understand that money is not a motivator for staff. It's not, nor should you use it as a motivator for staff. Teachers should get paid as much as you can possibly pay them. Teachers are not paid enough. Absolutely not. But money is an excuse for not understanding the true metrics that matter with retention and turnover. Because a teacher comes to you and says, I'm leaving because I need to get paid more. What you need to understand is no one is going to come to you and say, I'm leaving because I don't feel valued and appreciated here. No one is going to tell you that because most people, one, are completely unaware of that's why they're leaving. And two, no one is going to say that to a boss. And so what happens is it's a lot easier to say, I'm leaving because of the commute, I'm leaving because of this, I'm leaving because of money. But the real reason that many teachers leave is because they don't feel seen, heard, and respected, okay? They don't feel valued and appreciated. I want you to just process this for a minute here, just all these different numbers, all these different metrics and data around understanding how retention and turnover really impact your school, okay? Now, I want to tell you another story. We had a director in our program who had a teacher come apply for a job. And the director was actually the owner as well, who was doing the interview. And the owner said to her, she's like, you know, I know that you're coming from a different school and I cannot afford the salaries that that school gives. And the teacher's like, no, 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 no. I don't want to get paid that much. I heard that you have a great culture and I really want to work in your school. And so the owner said, I don't think you understand how much we pay teachers who come in earn a starting salary. We pay $16 an hour. Now, the school where she was coming from was getting paid $25 an hour. That's a $9 difference per hour. When you compound that over 12 months, that's a $20,000 pay decrease, $20,000 that a teacher said no to because she wanted to work in a school where the culture was amazing. So just swallow that for a minute, breathe that in. This is not a teacher who was working there because she didn't need to pay the bills. She needed to pay the bills. She needed the money, but she told the owner, she's like, I'm gonna find some side gigs because I need to work in a place where I'm appreciated and valued. And I heard this culture is just amazing. So let's start with step number one, okay? Step number one is the ripple effect starts with you. The change that you want to see in your school and your culture starts with you. We need to stop blaming the industry. We need to stop blaming the government. We need to stop blaming the city and the state that we live in. We need to stop blaming the weather. And we need to stop blaming that we don't have time and money. We need to stop blaming that it's not fair that you didn't marry the rich man. You need to stop complaining and make excuses for everything. It starts with you. So how do we really create this gratitude matrix? What is this concept? gratitude and appreciation are two completely different things gratitude and appreciation are two completely different things gratitude is specific okay so what's a good litmus test to know if you have done something specifically well if you praise a teacher and then you can go next door and say the exact same thing to the next teacher that's appreciation that's not gratitude Because you can tell every teacher, you're so amazing, I love you, you're so committed, you're so dedicated, you're so loyal, you're such a great ambassador, blah, blah, blah. It's great. It's really nice. It's not specific. Here's what is specific. Hey, Lisa, I just passed by your classroom, and I noticed that you were dealing with a tantrum with Sam. I can only imagine how hard it was when he was kicking and screaming, and I saw that he actually kicked you in the stomach a few times. I'm really sorry to hear that that happened. What I was amazed by was how you kept your composure and you were professional and loving and kind in the exact same moments. The kids in that classroom are so lucky to have you as their teacher and the parents. Thank you for consistently showing up as a professional and loving teacher. I'm so grateful to have you on the team. You're a tremendous asset, and I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. That is specific. That is specific gratitude. That lets Lisa know, oh my gosh, my director and owner see me. Oh my gosh, they value me. They realize that I got kicked in the stomach and that hurt. But I'm still showing up because I'm here for the kids. I want to invite you to join us today in our very special online community at the Schools of Excellence Lounge. This is our private Facebook group that provides support, education, and accountability so that we can flourish alongside each other. If you want to join us, click on the link in the description of this podcast or search Schools of Excellence Lounge in Facebook and request access to join. I hope to see you there. Now back to our show. Here's what appreciation is. Appreciation are $5 gift cards. Appreciation are lipsticks and purses and tchotchkes that cost 79 cents that they throw in the garbage or they give to their little sister or their niece or their dog or to their neighbor. $5 gift cards do not tell people, I see you, I hear you, I value you. It shows them, hey, I found a bunch of lipsticks on sale. Here you go. We want our teachers to feel seen and heard. So stop buying them those things, okay? So number one, you're welcome. I just saved you a lot of money. And number two, real gratitude costs $0. It costs $0 to actually find the words inside of yourself to show the person, I see you, I hear you, I value you, The actions that you do directly impact our school, our culture, and what we are trying to build here together. We need to praise teachers' efforts. We need to hunt for the gold. We need to show them that we see that they're working hard. I see a lot of leaders who really struggle with giving praise. Okay, many school leaders come from a place of being old school, like, what do you mean? I pay you to do this job. You should do the job. I don't have to thank you. Or some people really struggle with being uncomfortable with giving praise. Like I've mentioned this kind of script that I just said with Lisa many times. And many schoolies are like, well, I can never say that. That would make me so uncomfortable. Here's a secret. It's okay if it makes you uncomfortable. The praise is not for you. It's for the teacher. Remember, it's not about you. This is about your staff and how you can elevate them into leaders, into people who see their capabilities into people who are aligned with the school's mission and vision. This is how you do it, one teacher at a time. Appreciation is wonderful. Breakfast, lunches, dinners, amazing. It creates community. It's fantastic. Gratitude is specific, one person at a time. Every single one of your teachers is an individual. Every single one of your teachers is someone's son and daughter. Every single one of your teachers is someone husband or wife or parent to someone else. They are individuals. They have feelings. They have hearts and souls. They have lives. They have baggage. They have personal trauma. They have hardships. And guess what? Every single time that you show up in gratitude and give them that specific praise, you are giving them a gift. That no one else gave them that day, which is, I see you. So let's take it a step further. Let's say Lisa gets that message from you, or she gets it in a thank you card. And the next morning she wakes up and she's feeling a little groggy or under the weather, or whatever it is. And she's like, oh, you know, I'm just going to snooze and call in sick, or maybe I'm going to come in late. Or is Lisa going to say, I'm an asset to the school. I'm going to come in. It's going to be the latter. And that doesn't happen after the first time or after the second time or after the third time, because your teachers are going to look at you like you have seven heads. They're going to be really skeptical. They're going to say things like, what does she want from me? Why is she giving me this praise? Why is she giving us all this gratitude? Guess what? That's normal. When you stay the course, when you're consistent, your staff will realize where you're heading. Success does not come from what you do occasionally. It comes from what you do consistently. You need to be consistent about hunting for the gold, about giving gratitude, about reflecting back to the teachers what you're seeing and what they're doing. And they will consistently show up for you consistently because what you focus on, you get more of what you focus on, you get more of. So if you want to have more creative teachers, of course you do. You want your teachers to be connecting with the children more. Of course you do. But if you only focus on the deficit of where they're not showing up, you're going to get a lot more of that. But if you focus on where you saw some slivers of creativity, where you saw some of those singular moments of where they are connected with the kids, because it is happening, you have to look for it. You will get more of that. So let's take it one level deeper. All right. I'm going super deep here with you guys. The gratitude matrix is about giving praise in different formats. For example, there's a handwritten card. You can write gratitude to a teacher in a handwritten card. We actually have a director who has a stack of thank you cards. And every morning when she sits down, before she starts the day, she writes one card to one teacher every day. She writes a card. So by the end of the week or the end of the month, she's written a thank you card to every teacher. Here's another great strategy along with a story. I know many of you are listening to this or in relationships, and I give a lot of examples in marriage and different kinds of relationships with partners is because I'm married and share a lot of those examples, but this can work in any situation in any friendship in any partner doesn't matter. Let's say you wake up in the morning and it's your birthday and you wake up and you're really excited because it's your special day. Your husband turns over your partner and he says, Hey, good morning. Happy birthday. I'm so excited for you. We're going to have this really great day. I have some really exciting things planned. You're really excited. Your husband said good morning. He remembered it's your birthday, all the things. Then you go to work and your phone rings and you see that it's a voice message from your husband. The voice message says, hey, babe, I was just thinking about you. I am so excited for your birthday today. I have a super amazing restaurant plan and a really great plan. And I actually secured the babysitter and I cannot wait to see you at the end of the day. I love you. Okay. What is the difference between the conversation that you had in the bedroom and the conversation that you had through a voice message? There's a massive difference. In the morning, your husband was there. You were there. It's convenient to say happy birthday. But when he sends you a voice message in middle of the day when you're not there, that's very different. He thought about you when you weren't there, so you feel special. He's thinking about me. What if all your teachers felt like that? What if all your teachers had this feeling of being elated, of like, oh my gosh, they're thinking about me? Mark Twain says, people can live with a compliment for two months. Two months, you can live with a compliment. So if we give gratitude to our staff consistently, they are always living in that motion and that momentum. That's how you create a great culture and you're consistently showing people how they are valued and appreciated. So today I have two invitations for you to take on a challenge. Number one is we have an amazing gift for you, which is the teacher's language of appreciation guide, which you can download in the show notes. It is a great PDF that you can give to all of your staff so you can get clarity from them on what they like. What is enjoyable for them? What are their hobbies? What are their favorite things? When is their birthday? What are their favorite foods? What are their favorite stores to shop in? All of those things so that you can get started on this journey of the gratitude matrix. The second thing I want you to do is when you're done listening to this episode, I want you to put away all the distractions and pull out a thank you card. Now, remember that the litmus test, okay, is can you write this card for anyone else? So if you can write the thank you card to anyone else, it's not gratitude. Take out a card and write a thank you card to one teacher. This is your first step in creating the culture of excellence and the great collaborative culture that you want and have always desired to have in your school. You can do this. This is the first step towards getting there. Thanks for investing time to listen to this episode on the Schools of Excellence podcast. I am so honored to be surrounded by committed school leaders like yourself who invest time in growing themselves and building their schools. Until next time, show up with confidence, lead with empathy, and trust your decision making because everything that you need is inside of you. And hey, if you want to be connected with other like-minded school leaders, please join us in our Facebook group, The Schools of Excellence Lounge. You can find that link in the show notes, along with other important links from today's episode. Hey there. I want to invite you to join me for the strategic summer workshop on Thursday, May 30th at 1130 Eastern. You can click the link in the show notes or go to schoolsofexcellence.com slash summer. In this workshop, I'm going to walk you through how to optimize your already efficient systems or help you tweak some ones that need a little bit more tweaking to help you enter the 2024, 2025 school year with ease, with success, and with calmness. Increase your profitability, reduce your expenses, and more than anything, just help you buy back some of your time. I look forward to seeing you there.